0: Welcome to Taz Talk, the show where we talk about the Adventure Zone podcast. Today we're talking about episode one of the
1: Amnesty arc. Amnesty! Um, it's, a, it's, it's a really fun arc. <laughs> I'm excited for the next few episodes. Griffin
0: sounded so husky. I
1: couldn't believe it.
0: When, like, right from the get-go, it was like, oh my god, he sounds fucking sick.
1: Yeah, well, and Justin did too. He, Justin sounded a pretty uh, a little congested also, which I think... Uh, contributed to their fun um, voice acting. Um, let's let's go right into that sick Griffin monologues. I love them. I I kind of wish, <laughs> I kind of wish that was like a consistent thing. I mean, I don't want him to be sick all the time, but um, sick Griffin monologues. I really enjoyed it.
0: He sounds a lot like Justin when he's sick.
1: I thought Justin was doing the opening bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he sounds especially when he was doing Kirby's voice, he sounded so much like Justin. Yes. Oh, um, that's so funny. And it was weird. It was weird because at certain points, like it would be like Griffin's nice sweet words coming out of Justin's voice, and it was really <laughs> disorienting. <laughs>
1: um going with uh the Griffin monologues, I think actually that's that's where I wanted to start, Rachel. Um this Adventure Zone episode was interesting in that Griffin started with a monologue instead of with the theme song and a little bit of banter. Like, he set the the stage for the boys um, really well, which I thought was really neat because in a lot of these um, monster movies or in a lot of just drama episodes in general, um, usually there's, like, an opening scene that sets the, the mood and the setting. So I liked that they did that for this podcast. hmm
0: Yeah, it was... So, you know, it starts off with this kind of, like, very dramatic opening, and it was funny because they said, you know, they kept saying, like, oh, we're going weekly, so please expect a drop in production value, but then you immediately have, like, a highly cinematic scene full, like, 80s (laughs) sci-fi score, and I'm kind of like, okay, Griffin, and I mean, I expect, (laughs) I think that, like, it must be hard for Griffin, because, like... I think you know dming is really hard and exhausting mm-hmm. and it's fun to be a player sometimes so like he wants to do that but like i kind of listening to the intro i got the feeling that he like couldn't wait to get back into the yeah. storyteller seat
1: <laughs> yeah um i i think that this episode is just so well edited and i was going to mention that too that you know they were setting us up for lower expectations but if anything now my expectations are like sky high um just <laughs> this first episode was so um well executed um, the theme song, the background songs, um, I'm super into it.
0: I, um, hang on, I'm trying to pour over my notes real quick.
1: Um, uh, the
0: Smokey the Cryptid joke was very funny, as was the Bear Blue Jeans joke.
1: Yeah. Um. I think, um, and a couple of, um, when, when we were talking about this, um, in our last episode, when they were just setting mm-hmm. up the world, they, we were wondering aloud, um, like, how often the boys were gonna be able to goof off and introduce like you know silly characters or have jokes or whatever um and and just in this first episode alone i thought they were a lot more centered on the drama like there was some comment sometimes and there was a couple of jokes in the beginning but once you got to um, Travis's and Clint's sections it was just really like straight to the point character development it was it was fun. It was like listening to a, a radio show. Yeah, to, absolutely. Yeah. There was...
0: It was more... It was what I suspected was going to happen, mm-hmm. which was that they created a more... A world that had heavier realism. Like, it wasn't Forgotten Realms. It wasn't Superhero World. Mm-hmm. It was something that it seemed like the tone was more serious and so it's it is more a little more serious and a little more dramatic and not like a silly or funny and I don't know how I feel about that
1: so far yeah I think it's it's fun because you know we're getting a lot of character development right off the bat like I feel like I have a better grasp of who these characters kind of are but at the same time yeah like I started listening to the Adventure Zone kind of because of the goofs, um, just because the levity broke up the tension a lot of the times. Um, it's it is different from what we're used to, but I don't know that it's bad necessarily. Um, I don't know. I I personally kind of like it. It sounds like uh, you might have some differing thoughts there, Rachel.
0: Uh, no. I mean, it's just like it's the first episode. It remains to be seen. Mm.
1: Yeah. True. True. Um, but I like it though.
0: I thought it was interesting that, um, Powered by the Apocalypse, it has, and that's the, again, the game system that Monster of the Week is based on, and it has, it has, like, an overall simple, more simple rule structure than Dungeons and Dragons, and more of a kind of loose improvisational style, but it was really weird hearing Duck and Pigeon interacting because there was a lot of structure to conversation in a way yes. more than in dungeons and dragons and then like in D D, you if you're trying to lie to someone you'll make a deception check or you know make a persuasion roll if you're trying to convince someone of something but and so in that element like there are elements of chance in that sense but it was really weird trying to follow the and again not bad weird it was just weird trying to follow the way that like the kind of like Duck got to ask three questions because he was using this specific storytelling rule mechanic to have this conversation with Pidgeon. So that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. um, I thought it was interesting because each of the three sort of um, little stories we got, it's all the same game, but no one had the exact same structure to their gameplay. So uh-huh. Justin and and Griffin went through the the rules for their first interaction, and I kind of expected that for everyone else's. But then Aubrey, like she was using her powers, and she was using like um, chance based magic and and trickery. And then um, Ned Ned didn't roll anything at all.
0: Yeah. 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 When I was listening to Duck and Pigeon talk, I was like, God, is it all going to be like this? (laughs) But no, it was not.
1: Yeah. Um, And I think that the flexibility in storytelling and gameplays, it it really works out for um, the keeper and the player when they're interacting one on one. I'm curious to see how this is going to affect the game when the players are interacting with each other. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of these mechanics are really designed for players interacting with NPCs or players interacting with the environment. Um, but I am, you know, curious to see how this is going to work out when they're all playing together. Yeah. What do you
0: think about the characters now that we've gotten to get to know them a little better?
1: I... I mean, you know, oh, barely ahead. again. It's been one episode. <laughs> it's only but... been one episode. Um, but I was pretty fond of them when we got to know them from the, pre, the pre-episode. the um, And now that we have a little bit more flesh out of them, I think Duck really is like my favorite. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and, and I mostly say that because something I was looking forward to with this arc is that the boys were going to be able to do like regional slang and that they were Mm going to bring in, you know, some homegrown experiences. So Duck of, of the three characters that we know of, I think he's really, he's the hometown boy. He grew up in the area. Like he pays attention to the local idiosyncrasies of the football game traffic and, and Vicky, are you Vicky's girl? Like, I, like, that was really funny. I thought that was so great. Um, It really, it was a good Oh, go yeah. ahead. It was a good Well, no, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, well, it brought a really good depth to the character um, that really, and, and I think that's what Griffin was hoping for when he was talking about, like, grounded characters. Um, it really showed, like, that Duck had roots to the mm-hmm. environment and to the setting and the town. So just for that alone, I really, I really like that character development.
0: Yeah, Duck did. Uh, Justin did a good job of establishing like a kind of small town feel with a lot of offhand comments. Mm-hmm. Um, I the thing that's really funny about Duck to me is that in the balance arc, Justin was so concerned about making Taco a really funny character, yeah. and he kind of went through a lot of effort to like trying out different sort of personality traits, trying to make sure it was funny to listen to. Mm-hmm. And now it's like he has made
1: the most boring character
0: <laughs> possible. <laughs>
1: boring but like endearing i guess
0: i actually i really liked ned a lot i think he's my favorite so far um he was just like hilarious the way he talked the part where he was like i received a communique from the (laughs) local bureaucracy just like kind of this weird idiosyncratic dude. Um I thought the eviction notice drop made me laugh out loud. Like yes. that plot point was a really fun interesting place to start on I think for this. I
1: think this it...
0: yeah, that whole idea of like <laughs> oh, well I'll go put on my wookiee costume and go out in the woods and try to take some Bigfoot pictures. All it's all hilarious. I really liked Kirby like that I whole interaction Kirby. was really good.
1: I'm so glad that Kirby is a character and that he's <laughs> like around because I, when, as soon as they talked about um, Ned's character, I'm like, there's gotta be some kid with a zine. Like, you can't have a cryptid <laughs> museum and not have a kid on Tumblr. Like, I know you don't really watch, uh, Steven Universe, but even in Steven Universe, there's a kid with a zine. So I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. I adore it.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, Kirby was great. Um, I really liked Ned. I liked that he kept saying shop instead of museum. Yes. And it was one of those things where it was like, I, I got the sense that Clint was doing that on by accident, but really, like, rolling with it because it fit the character it and totally the interaction did. really well. Yeah. It was awesome.
1: And I think um, that's kind of a fun parallel between uh, Ned and the shop that he runs, where, mm-hmm. you know, Ned has a kind of a, a shifty background, so the shop that he runs is kind of a blur between museum or shop, and, and Ned mm-hmm. himself is also kind of a blur between, like, grandiose, really, like, he holds himself very highly, and he talks with this really grand manner. But when you get down deep to it, he's just kind of grifting, going from grift to grift. Mm-hmm. So I think that the parallel of duality between uh, the shop that he shop museum that he runs <laughs> and the character that he um, has potential to be, or what we've been presented with, it's going to be super fun, and I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, I um, I'm really excited for Duck or Aubrey to run into a guy in a Wookiee costume in the middle of the woods in the next couple of episodes. Yeah. That's going to be a
1: trip. Yeah. Um, I I was going to mention that a little bit later, but I I was going to ask Rachel, how do you think the characters are going to intertwine? I think the stage is is pretty well set. Um, They're all kind of heading off into the woods, and I guess they're (laughs) going to run into a Chewbacca.
0: Yeah, or what? it, It was like a big bear. It was Bear blue jeans out in the woods. um, (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) And they, yeah, it seems like Duck is gonna go out there looking for the thing, and Ned is gonna be out there, um, trying to fabricate cryptids, and then he's gonna run into the thing. And I guess the Mama character is driving Aubrey back to the gate.
1: Yeah, I Um, guess they're all like approaching the gate. Sort yeah, of. probably. Yeah. yeah. So, and this also was something that I was thinking about while I was listening to the to the recording. But I mean, um, are all of these stories happening simultaneously? Um, I was trying That's to get. That's what a, I assumed. Okay, okay. I was trying to get a feel for like the the uh, setting, because um, I know that they defined a setting for Duck and that it was like six o'clock and everything's kind of winding down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess yeah, then every if everything is all happening at the same time, then yeah, they're all like approaching the same area. So I wonder yeah. then if our little like mini arc, if it's only going to cover that one night, like that one encounter. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, like I'm curious. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I
0: mean, I'm sure it's only it's only this one cryptid, the mm-hmm. the bear creature.
1: Yeah. The bear with the with the gate. Ooh. Ooh, see, so, oh man, okay, so the gate, (laughs) I'm just, I'm, like, thinking about, like, how, how crazy can they possibly get, and I think that you're right, like, the, the way it works usually is that there's, what, one cryptid, one monster per week? No, one monster per, like, mystery, so it sounds like they're, um, they've introduced this gate, and it's, gotta be something to do with the cryptids going on. So maybe it's mm-hmm. like leaking characters or or uh, Yeah, something. that's what
0: it seems like. And it seems like, does Mama think that Aubrey is a cryptid?
1: It seems so, because she was straight up like, okay, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. So I think she's gonna be like a conduit for them to, you know, find out more information. Maybe that, um, that interviewing mechanism is gonna come up again, just because she has a direct link mm-hmm. to the mystery. Yeah. So maybe yep. she'll talk with Aubrey about it in the car or something as they go on.
0: <sighs> Hopefully, yeah. I'm interested to see how that develops. I think like the Aubrey mystery, I I have no idea where that's going. Whereas I could kind of predict the situation with Duck and Ned.
1: Yeah. I kind of wonder, um, you know, like before they recorded, if they said, okay, you're going to start at your ranger station, you're going to start at a hotel, not even in Kepler, and then you're going to start in your shop. Like, I wonder how much staging happened before they recorded, or, and versus how much was like, um, Griffin just telling them where they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's a good question. I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, I thought it was really funny when um, during Duck and Pigeon's conversations, (laughs) how Duck was like, well, what's your last name? And Griffin was like, I don't know, I didn't give her a last name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Justin was just like, um, can you, yes, please? Oh, no, wait, what is it? Yes, and. Yes, Yes, and, yeah, it's an improv thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think
0: that's all I have to say.
1: Yeah. um, About this one. It was a Um, really neat, um, episode. And we got to know a little bit about Rachel. I if we're about to record an episode less than twenty minutes, I'm gonna be so impressed with how efficient we are at Isn't organizing it great? our thoughts. I know <laughs> these week these weekly episodes, man. Also, side note, rhododendron. <laughs> rhododendron is my name in our D D campaign. So when they said uh, state flower, rhododendron, I was like, hey. Oh, I totally missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm totally going to mention that on our podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, when are we playing again?
1: Oh, I have that. Wednesday night? I don't know. I will tell you after we end this thing, because I would have to look at my calendar.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Well, um, if you want to contact us, um, you can send us an ask at TazTalk.tumblr.com, or you can send an email to TazTalk at gmail. Sorry, TazTalkPodcast at gmail.com.
1: And if you want to tweet at us, you can uh, tweet at us at TazTalkPodcast. Um, And you know, I think that's that might be it. All right, cool. (laughs) Excited for next week. Next week. All right. See you later. Okay.
0: Bye, everyone.